This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. I am behind the steel curtain co-editor Dave Schofield coming at you with a much different feel for the first time during the 2020 season. I am here. It is not a victory Tuesday, and I'm here as always with my big brother, Rich. Rich, how you doing tonight? Well... We don't get to breathe in the sweet smell of victory. No. And as I told you before we came on, I put all the blame on Wang Harbs. On Wang Harbs. <laughs> it's all his fault because we had to play the Ravens so late last week that we actually played two games before you and I got to come back on the air. Yes, together. Which you means, did jump in and say hey on the and actually you filled in quite nicely show. for me on the post game show yep. last Wednesday because I ended up having to write that horrible, horrible article about one Alvin Bud Dupree. Um and you filled in for me while I had to step up. I had to duck in to answer a question for Jeff at one second. I don't even uh, remember yeah, what that that's was. Funny. 
Um, it was but, a stat that he was like, oh, yeah. I bet they will have it. And you, of course, did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I did hop on to that show and I there I did breathe in the sweet smell of victory. But between breathing in the sweet smell of victory, the other thing we were missing going into it, into the game with the football team was I did not get to end the show with a can't wait. So, yeah, you know. And, well, it, I'll be honest with you. I, I screwed so I up too. all blamed on Wang Harbs. <laughs> yeah. Who so. is in an interesting battle there with the, with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I can say that now because we are live on YouTube and Facebook on Tuesday, slightly after 9 p.m. If you're listening to this in audio form, you're listening to it on Wednesday, so you already know what's going on. Perhaps with the with the game that's that's happening Tuesday, but I might give some updates with it here as we go. It's we're going to get into a bunch of different feelings about this, but I, I got to tell you how it was partially my fault. The game is over. First of all, these weekday non primetime games killing me, killing me. I mean, I'm trying to make dinner for the family and have it ready before kickoff. I'm not. I'm trying to get everything going on. I'm juggling. Have I mean, I had to write two articles during the game on on what day is it? Today's Tuesday on Monday. And for those of you like, oh, wah, boohoo. No, you don't understand. That's bad because my responsibility of what I write during the game is when players leave because they're injured. You don't want me writing articles during a game. Yeah, yeah. That's you don't want you don't want me doing that because that's that's my number one thing that I do. And I'd write two this time. I'd write Spillane, I'd write Nelson. Didn't get to write the one uh, last Nelson. Wednesday on Dupree because it happened so close to the end of the game. We waited you for um, you didn't mean Nelson, conference. you met Hayden. Oh, that's right. Nelson was already out. We'll get yeah. there. We'll talk about yeah. that. But yeah. But another thing I did, because I was just off. I didn't get to my normal watching spot until the fourth quarter. I didn't get to my normal watching spot until the fourth quarter. And after the game was over, I looked down and I was not wearing my game socks. So it is your fault. Good. I was Here, not I was wearing me. the, I can't call them the bumblebee socks because I had bumblebee socks that were the gold with the black stripes, but I also bought inverted bumblebee socks. And that's what I wear with the color rush, which are black socks with the gold stripes, which are saying, how do you tell the difference? Um, it's what color they are across the foot, bottom line. Um, and I, and I, I've put them on later in the game during the season and everything, and it's been fine, but I looked down and I didn't have them on the whole time. So uh, just one of those things, it was, it's really tough because you, well, you, you well, kept having the feeling the whole game. We're just going to dive in. And before we do, let's bring up the topic of the show. Got to bring up the topic of the show because we're going to talk about this all the time. And that is the Steelers were, they, they were stacking too many problems to overcome. They had too many problems going on to overcome. They can have multiple problems and still win a game. But if you have too many problems, then you're not going to overcome. And we're going to get into those. So we're kind of going to get into them as we go, as we kind of sum this up. And then we'll turn the corner into week 14 and see how the Steelers cannot stack these same problems. So you got the feeling early on in this game when I say early on, I mean in the second half, much earlier than I did, that yes. this was not going to work for the Steelers. It was just, you had that feeling. It was almost funny because, of course, I watched the post-game show last night after everything was said and done. And 
Uh, I have to say that I 100% totally agreed with one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman that um, where the turning point in the game was. Mm -hmm. And the turning point in that game was coming out of halftime. Steelers get them third and I think it was 14 or something like that. It was over 10. 14, 16, something like that. I guess it was 16. Yeah. And they threw a quick little bubble screen pass. Now, Mike Hilton had been jumping those and making the play all night, but this one, the, the he did get around the blocker and jumped around, but to get around the blocker, he did not have a great angle to make the tackle, could only get a hold of him with his arms, and the guy broke the arm tackle, and then nobody was there to tackle the guy for 20 yards. Yep. That play changed everything. If they hold them on three and out that first series yep. coming out, it completely changes everything. They end up going down and getting a touchdown. Yep. So, but still, there was a lot of there was a lot of things. And I started to write an article today. I ended up, my goodness, I I had a I woke up this morning. I, I blame it on the Steelers. I woke up this morning, had a little bit of a headache that grew into such a migraine that I was worried about losing my breakfast and then my lunch. But I was able to shake it eventually. I started an article. I'm hoping I finish it at some point. But uh, didn't do it to run today. Just kind of brought all these, some various things together about how this was kind of almost like a perfect storm of various things happening. And you you look at a number of different things and you're like, well, if that wouldn't have, if that wouldn't have, there was a lot of things that wasn't, that, that kind of all compiled into this very close loss. Yes. And, and I mean, and it's not that everything was bad out of this game. You know, the Steelers extended the sack streak. The Steelers ended the football team's sack streak. They were at yeah. 23 straight games, and they, they held them from getting to Ben. And Ben held on to the ball a few times. And still didn't get out that one time. He just whoop, stepped to the side, let him go, came right back up, ready to throw. Oh, no, no, no. Wouldn't just step to the side. Yeah. He spun. Oh, that's right. It was a yeah, it spun out to the left. But and I'll be honest with you. This I is the first whiff. time. I didn't, you know, I'll usually after a game, I, if I, the game's on, I'll, I'll tape it. I'll try to rewatch it. But the one thing that I'll always do the night of a game is I'll go in on Steelers.com and look at their highlights and I'll watch those over and over, at least the biggest plays. Not once, not once. Didn't want to see any highlights. Just didn't want to do it last night. So I, you're right. I can say that now because I didn't see it multiple times to, to think about him, about him spinning on that one. Yeah. But some of the things that that happened with the Steelers, okay? One, they left points on the board. Now you can easily say they left that that you know five shots from the one yard line and didn't get it yeah, on the board. I don't say I don't say that though. But I don't either because they they held them to only gain in maybe five yards, forced a punt, got the ball at the fifty, and scored a touchdown on the next play. Yeah. So they don't get the ball at the 50 yard line if they score a touchdown. So a right. lot of that would have been different, but who's to say they get the ball further back and they can then take that next drive and maybe even get a field goal or something out of it. They right. could have possibly still got more points. They, they did nothing with the ball when they got it at with their last possession of the half. I mean, they three and outed it and yeah, that's, that's that one hurt. And, but the thing is, you're like, Oh, so they didn't score points there. That's no big deal. The defense is still doing a great job. That's what I kept thinking in my mind when they were leaving points. Oh, they, they didn't do anything. Their first drive, the second half, the defense is still doing a great job. Even when it was 14 to 10, even when it was 17 to 10, the defense is doing great. 
So they left some points on the board. But the thing, the other thing that was a perfect storm is they were playing a really good defense. Yeah. They were playing a really good defense, which meant that it wasn't going to be, uh-oh, this game's getting close again. We need to go back and just do our thing. They're playing a good defense. That was another thing that was a perfect storm. Then the short week added several things that, that, that added up to this perfect storm. One, and you heard Chase Young say that after the game, Baltimore exposed some things and we were able to take advantage of it. Do you want to know why you were able to take advantage of it? Because after you had already had your six days off, there was, you know, you still had another five days to prepare for that after your six days off. Why the Steelers didn't have time to basically change anything offensively between the Ravens game and the game against the football team. Why? Because Ben Roethlisberger didn't practice. They felt a rested Ben Roethlisberger was more important than making some big corrections of things that got exposed against Baltimore. They didn't. I mean, and now I'm not saying it was the right move, you know, or I'm not saying they shouldn't have tried to maybe do these things. Maybe they took their offensive scheme for granted that, oh, Washington, I'm, I'm sorry, maybe not in the secondary, but overall, I think Washington's a better defense because that front, that defensive their front, front, their front is seven, scary. Their front seven's definitely yeah. better than Baltimore's front seven. And they're giving the Steelers a run for their money. The Baltimore secondary is better than the football team's secondary, but not by far enough that I wouldn't think that yeah. Washington overall defensively is a better team. Yes. So, and, and, you know, that's, so that was kind of a perfect storm with, with that. And the offense was leaving points on the table, in my opinion, that they really needed for their defense because I just felt the defense ran out of gas. Two big things happened to this defense. I felt they ran out of gas and 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 the injuries got to be too many. The Steven Nelson not playing. They could overcome the loss of one starting corner. They were right. doing that just fine. But having neither of them out there when Joe Hayden went out with the concussion, that was a problem. That was too much. You know, it's kind of like I don't even I don't even want to say it. No, we'll, you know, when Stefan we'll do this one because I don't want to I don't I don't want to hit another yeah, do that. if you know what I'm talking about. Yes. But when Stefan Tuit was out, if there would have been a problem where someone else went out, that would have been an issue. I've said it about the wide receivers, like when Deontay Johnson was out, they can handle the loss of one. It's when you get to be more than one that it's a problem. It's same with the corners; they handled the loss of one, but when you had both of them, you definitely had a problem. You can't underestimate, shockingly, how much Robert Spillane has come in and not had a huge drop-off from Devin Bush. Yeah, I know. But there was a huge drop-off drop off from Robert Spillane, in my opinion. Um, right. We're going to see if that played into some things. Jeffrey and I are working on a vertex about um, um, the, the running back getting so many receiving yards. Um, I'm going to throw out the stats and everything. Jeffrey's still breaking down the film to, to come up with our conclusion there. So to me, that's that was kind of a perfect storm. I, don't want to, I got my own conclusion. I don't want to yeah. say it's necessarily just about the running back, but just about when we had the injuries and the defense went. Um, Keith Butler got very vanilla and conservative. And trying to cover for the loss of players. Yeah. Yeah. 
We spent, That's what happens when multiple guys go out injured. That's what happens spent, when you're missing two starting corners, you know, and you're still trying to to get Alex Highsmith into the stuff and everything for Bud Dupree, who I thought some people were like, oh, Highsmith is no Dupree. I thought Highsmith played well. My goodness, that one time he was rushing the passer, the pass went out wide. He goes out and gets the guy. Yeah. He goes out and gets fantastic. the guy. Now, I'm like, yeah. Highsmith is not Dupree yet. Yeah. And I, I put that down with a yet. Okay. Yeah. He would be closer had we had a regular off season and regular training camp. Mm-hmm. He needs to learn a couple of mm-hmm. edge rushing moves from either the coaches, but preferably I'd like to see him learn them from one Mr. Um, TJ Watt. Trent Jordan. Um, because the one thing you always saw Dupree and Watt do to get the edge that I didn't see Highsmith do it all last night was the shoulder dip. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's done it before. I've seen it because but I see when it did it yeah. broke it Believe down that he did a early it wasn't yesterday. But it was another time. I wonder if he was worried that they were going to, you know, see the shoulder dip. You know, you're, 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 I don't know if you're talking about the rip rather than the swim I, or just the flat up. I, I'd have to look at specifically. I think he's going to be fine. I think but at fine the same too, time, you one thing. you're adjusting to a guy starting his first game. I will tell you one thing where he is more like TJ than Bud is. Mm-hmm. And that's in the straight strength in his bull rush. He was pushing the he was pushing that left tackle right back into Alex Smith several times. I thought that I was just like, whoa, he's a little stronger than what I thought he was. So, but you know, we we got to a point where I just feel like we got very we when Skies got injured, we dropped back into our two deep zone. And and played it safe to try to give them the best chance to to do what they do, yeah. which I can see it, it just, but at the same time, you know, it didn't work. It's 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 difficult. So it was one of those to me perfect storms of the offense couldn't get going more because Washington knew what they were going to do and they didn't have time to put in a whole new game plan or too much right. of a tweak of the game plan in between. Um, so they took advantage of that. I think that I mean. I said it in my by the numbers article. The defense, I mean, the offense was only on the field for just over five minutes in the fourth quarter. The defense was out there for almost 10 minutes. Hey, and, I, I also just want to wait, make one more thing on here because folks, uh, I don't know if they're really kind of getting, but they're they're like, oh no, Heisman's great. Hey, people need to remember when we made this pick, and there were a lot of people out there that weren't real fond of the pick. I loved the pick. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I knew I knew when we drafted mm-hmm. him that we had another future good athletic yeah high motor outside linebacker coming our way yeah. so and i'm i'm going to say too we're not we're not saying and it's, i don't even think that butler changed the defense you know went vanilla cuz of highsmith but it's this it's the stacking it's the stacking yeah. highsmith in his first start spillane's out so you're filling in with i think with, it was i think it was more when i think it got the worst when joe hayden went out and we were then thin at corner. I think and right. we were staying in 
base mm-hmm. defense and playing that zone, and that left our linebackers matched up on that running back. And but there was also times where you saw both William Williams and Williamson on the sideline. They were running, you know, yeah. with Marcus Allen, and I'm not sure if I saw Brooks out there or not. I'd have to go back and look at this at the at the at the snap counts and things like that. So, but to me. It once again, it was if they went vanilla, it's, it wasn't because of Highsmith, it wasn't because Spillane, it wasn't because of Nelson, it wasn't because of Hayden, it was because of all of them. Yeah, it's because of all of those things. So, um, here we got a super chat from Isaac Aguilera, five dollars. Says, past two games, I've had to listen to the game because I was working. But can the Steelers go back to I formation and run and throw out of it? Something new, you want to know the truth? No. I don't think so. I don't think they're built that way. Their offensive line's not built that way. Um, I keep saying I want to see them put their hands in the dirt and push, but when they get a chance to put their hands in the dirt and push, they don't. Um, Ben's not that kind of quarterback anymore. Um, I would love to see it. I just, you know. Ben doesn't like to take the ball from under center anymore. Yeah. He likes to be able to sit back and shotgun. He feels he can read the defenses better. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it's come down to is the, is you obviously have to change and go to the strength of what of what your personnel is. That's yeah. what you have to do. I talked about it last year with Randy Land and how I told the story of my last two years coaching. I was the head coach um, of of in high school football, but I was dealing. I was head coaching in the you know lower down the program. I was head coaching the freshman team, and. I was also the offensive coordinator. My my next to last year, we were I formation power run team. We had a great running back. I had some big boy linemen, and we were just handing the ball off and running it down people's throats. Loved it. Came out to run our same offense the next year. Uh, had limited practice time because that was the way the program ran at the time. I don't know why they wouldn't let their freshmen come in when everyone was allowed to, but that's beside the point. And was trying to implement the same thing. I was halfway through the first half of the first game. I turned to my assistant coach and said, I can't run a single play on this play sheet. I said, they, they just can't do it. None of, I mean, they can't do it. I had small, inexperienced linemen. I didn't have a, a, a bruising running back. Definitely didn't have a fullback. And, um, but I had a great quarterback and good receivers. So you know what we did? We went shotgun spread from that point on. And had a pretty decent season because that's what our personnel was. And it's kind of the same thing now. As much as we'd love to, as much as we wanted to see the Steelers get the run game going, that's not the way they're built. And like I said, I, I do I feel that that's a mistake to not be built that way? Sure. But they also built a really great defense and have some really great wide receivers. And it's really tough to have it all. Um, the, what do you think? I was watching the, the game before we – we came on, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think it was Dobbins' first carry for that purple team tonight. They hand it off. He goes kind of to the to the right side, and he gets a run. I think it was like 14, 15 yards, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, first I thought, man, I can hear it now. People are screaming, see, we could have had that with the Steelers. We could have had that with the Steelers. <coughs> Wouldn't have mattered. No. Not he the way this team is Yeah. He had a he had a six foot wide hole to run through with nobody there. He wasn't touched till he was 12 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put him behind our offensive line, he doesn't pull off a run like that. No. You got to have somewhere to run. But I tell you, this offensive line is decent at pass protection. Yeah, Ben's throwing the ball faster, but they're still 
<coughs> decent at pass protection. Um, so I mean, but the problem is Jeffrey Benedict brought this up today, is that the Steelers are kind of going back to what they the problems they had last year is that teams are stacking the box. Now teams are stacking the box, not just to shut down the run, but to shut down the short pass. Yeah. Because the Steelers aren't trying to beat teams with the long pass. I'm still upset with Ben's interception. I'm not upset with Ben. Maybe. Depends. Because I don't I don't have the inside information for this. I'm not upset with the line because, like I said, Sweat didn't even – he half-rushed, never got to contact, and waited to bat down the ball. I'm mad at when you've got the ball and you're down by three and your first play from the 25-yard line is going to be throwing to a receiver running towards the sideline at the line of scrimmage. At? I thought it was behind. He might have – no, I'm being generous, <laughs> saying that it was no more than at the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, that's something. We're, we're, th- we're third and seven and throw a one-yard pass and expect the receiver to get the other six yards. Yeah. When that's, teams are playing that's, up. That's okay once in a while but we're doing that every time. Yes. The odds and it's are funny. I know you play. hated that draw play. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't expecting the Steelers to do it. And when's the best time to try to do something like that? When teams aren't expecting the problem was it was on third and 16. Even if you busted for eight yards, you're still going to punt. Might've been third and 12. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The draw play deep in our own end. Yeah. I called that by the way. (laughs) I turned to Kyle and said, uh, I looked at the formation. I said, this is going to be a delayed handoff. Yeah. And it was, and it went nowhere. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we're still going with this. We're still got a lot to talk about. I'm going to throw a crazy notion out to you. Okay. And our buddy Wes, haven't seen him in there tonight, but I haven't really been paying attention to the live chat. He is going to throw a fit about this one. He really is. Okay. And here's why. If the Steelers are going to be that committed to passing the ball, when James Conner's not there, it needs to be Jalen Samuels. Yep. Because at least he's the bigger receiving threat. Yep. You know, people were questioning why in the world on third and one at the goal line – you, when you're good, if you're going to throw the ball, you're going to try to throw it to not just your tackle eligible, but a tackle that literally came off the COVID 19 list that day. You know what he looked like when they threw in that ball? He got, he tripped over, he looked like me, he tripped over his own feet. <laughs> he looked like an offensive lineman um, trying to catch football. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as the ball left Ben's hand, yeah. His feet got stuck in quicksand. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I fell down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not uh, someone who's used to doing those things. You know, and I mean, and then people were like, fourth and one. We'll get back to this because this was another part of the perfect storm that I haven't done. The other thing to stack it up on that fourth and one play from their own 26, and they yes. throw 
a longer pass to Anthony McFarland, who has a whole whopping, what, five receptions on the year. And not only that, being a rookie, I would have rather seen someone like Jalen Samuels in that spot simply because Jalen Samuels has enough rapport with Ben Roethlisberger. If the defense changes, they can look at each other and know how to change the route. Ben had no choice but to run the route. And it was there. It was there. You can't say it wasn't there. They were confused. Some people want to know, why did they wait for the linebacker to get there? Because Ben likes to get the read. They were confused. It was the right setup. It just wasn't executed. Now, let's get back to that situation because I talked about it last night on the post game. 26-yard line, fourth and one, tie game. Did I say 26? It was 28-yard line, 28-yard line. Because it would have been a 46-yard field goal because you had 18. Used to be 17, but now they go eight yards deep for some reason. So you were looking at a 46-yard field goal. What did you think when that came up before they did anything? What was your thought? Did you think kick or go? I didn't blame them for going. I I actually was like, oh, they're gonna go, they're gonna go here. I almost typed it on Twitter that they need to go here because you, you can't bank on I, the forty six yarder I, from I thought, they they're gonna go here. Boy, I wish Bos wasn't hurt. Yes, well, and that's the other perfect storm. No, Chris Boswell, because I brought it up. There was there was some reports. I'm pretty sure when I went back and checked, I'm pretty sure it was Dale Lolly that was reporting that Wright was coming up short on 50 yarders in warmups. Now, warmups is when you should be able to boot them much further because you don't got to rush. You don't, you're don't. you not worried about a lot of timing and everything. So when he said that before the game started, I was already at the mindset of the Steelers have to get to the 20 to kick a field goal. I was already yeah. had my mind. Got to be to the 20-yard line to kick a field goal. And they were at the 20 Eight. They were so going to let him. They, they, to go they were going to let him kick from forty in. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think I it's their fault. And some people want to blame Tomlin. And people, people were still upset. You got to kick that field goal. Then you weren't paying attention. You didn't know what was going on in the game. You didn't know, and you're like, well, why didn't they have a better kicker? Do you wonder why? Because so many kickers are other on, on other teams' practice squads. They're all on other teams' practice squads because everyone's trying to keep two kickers in case something happens to one of theirs. Yeah. And you're like, well, why don't you just poach one off of their practice squad? Because in order to get them for the Steelers to use in place of Boswell, you have to bring them to our practice squad first because you can't just go poach them for the game because you've never cleared COVID protocol. So in order to have them, you need to have them already on the practice squad, and you can't sign practice squad to practice squad. You had to go get someone off the street. That's yeah. what they were. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, and oh, I just saw someone. I saw my name. So I looked at it. Okay. This was from Black and Gold Goggles. He said, Dave, I agree with you. The coach talked about it before the game and what the range is based on how they're kicking the football. Yep. It's 101. And because I said this in the post game, when I was, when I first was starting out as a high school coach, m- my, thing with with and even when I was still when I was the the head freshman coach and everything with the varsity team until I eventually uh volunteered if I wasn't volunteering to be their main scout when I was with the with the varsity team I was always with the kickers pregame that's what I did I was with them and it was my job to tell the coach hey 
if you're going, they can kick you know, like you got from 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 this distance, this way, this distance, that way, um, based on win and everything else. And also would say for tonight, put it on the right hash, put it on the rest left hash, try to get it in the middle, anything's um like that. So every game, and it wasn't the same distance every game, even with the same kicker. It wasn't. Yeah, that's um, why that's why I, I wanted to pull up, you know. Mark Thomas says, stupid thing to her. Why sign if you can't kick from 40? So dumb. That was last night. Yeah. You know, um, was there someone else that they were going to be able to get in last week that was going to be able to kick for more than 40? I don't know. Well, let's just say it's not that he couldn't kick for 40. Now, do you also want to know the truth? If it was fourth and 12 at the 28 yard line, maybe. you try the long field goal with him anyway. Yeah, yeah. You're, pl- you're play you're playing an odds game. What yeah. what yeah. Yes. I mean, and that's the thing. If Coach Tomlin puts the kicker out there and fourth and one, 46 yarder, and he kicks it and he kicks it wide, or even worse, comes up short on a 46 yarder, that would have been really embarrassing. And he never would have kicked in the NFL again. Um, if that comes out there, if that happens, do you know what we're all saying today? Why in the world wouldn't they go for it on fourth and one? Okay. I don't blame him. I don't blame him for that decision. I don't. And and we were in the open and we were going towards the open end, which is the tough end to kick at. The tough end to kick at. Not as tough as it used to be, but it's still tougher than the closed end. And he was coming up short at the report pregame. He was coming up short from fifth. If I recall right, I could be off. I might be off. And maybe my distance is wrong, but he was wild. So first, so. We need to take a break. I just looked at how long we've been going because we just yeah. missed game because it just happened yesterday. We'll put a bow on a few things yeah. and then we'll start things. to roll into parallels from this game to now talk about what, what's coming up here in week 14. So click over to part two. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.